Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. Hello, Freedom Friday! Hello, hello, hello. This is Ms. Kapow, and today's the date of the um, Leprechauns. <laughs> uh, March 17th, 2017. The Magically Delicious! Oh, yes. I did like Lucky Charms as a girl. I like Lucky Charms as a grown man, yeah, my friend. Yeah, it is good, but it's not good for you. No. Well, happy uh, St. Patrick's Day, whatever that might mean. I have no idea. I don't either. Either do I, but it is the 17th. It's St. Patty's Day, and uh, I'm feeling green, lean, and super mean. <laughs> lean, mean, and super mean? Is that what you super said? Super green. Super green, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm a super green. I'm super greeny. <laughs> Ow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, welcome to the Serpent Club. Mm. Because... When you're on the outside of the Serpent Club, you're looking in and you're going, wow, you talk about good old boys, you talk about cronyism, the serpents take care of the serpents. Amen. Oh, yeah, for the most part. Sometimes they eat each other, you know. Now, yeah. the the Krills, the Donald Trump, uh, the, the, the Zeitgeist. Blue-eyed devils. <laughs> yeah, the blue-eyed devils, the, the Krills, the Krillians uh, that are in power now of the government. You know the you know they're all the you know the Donald Trump stuff. They're the Krillians. They're fighting with the reptilians, and that's mm-hmm. why there's such a a major war going on. But they're they're both fallen, and uh, it's just two factions going on until they implode. That's right. Take it's that on our seats, right, Jerry? Yeah, take that to the bank. Uh, but the Serpent Club, when you belong to the Serpent Club, they promote you. See. And you get promoted, and you have to do things, and you have to speak the agenda, and uh, they take care of you. And you know, what I mean, even if you don't have any talent, and you're, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're gonna, you know, guide you through everything. So that's what we're gonna talk about: the Serpent Club. Yes, we have some very good stories, but first, uh-huh. um, I have a friend out in um, Slovenia, or, or um, ah, yeah, Slovenia, right? Yeah, it doesn't so, sound right. Slovenia. There you go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Mary Mary, it's her birthday next week, so I wanted to wish her a happy birthday and um, send God blessings to her. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. <laughs> from all of us to you, happy, happy <gasps> birthday from Kapow Radio. Yes. Amen. All right. Okay. Today, I have the scripture I want to read from Psalm 74. Says, O God, why hast thou cast us off forever? Why does thy anger smoke against the sheep of thy pasture? Remember thy congregation, which thou hast purchased of old, the rod of thine inheritance, which thou hast redeemed, this Mount Zion, 
wherein thou hast dwelt. Lift up thy feet unto the perpetual desolations, even all that the enemy has done wickedly in the sanctuary. Thine enemies roar in the midst of thy congregations, and they set up their ensigns for signs. A man was famous according as he had lifted up axes upon the, the thick trees. But now they break down the carved work thereof at once with axes and hammers. They have cast fire into thy sanctuary. They have defiled by casting down the dwelling place of thy name to the ground. They said in their hearts, Let us destroy them together. They have burned up all the synagogues of God in the land. We see not our signs. There is no more any prophet. Neither is there among us any that knows how long. O God, how long shall the adversary reproach? Shall the enemy blaspheme thy name forever? Why withdraw thy hand, even thy right hand? Pluck it out of thy bosom. For God is my king of old, working salvation in the midst of the earth. Thou didst divide the sea by thy strength. Thou breakest the heads of the dragons in the water. Thou breakest the heads of the Leviathan in pieces, and gavest him to be meat to the people inhabiting the wilderness. Thou didst cleave the fountain and the flood. Thou driest up mighty rivers. The day is thine, the night is also thine. Thou hast prepared the light and the sun. Thou hast set all the borders of the earth, and thou hast made summer and winter. Remember this, that the enemy has reproached, O Lord, and that the foolish people have blasphemed thy name. O deliver not the soul of thy turtle dove unto the multitude of the wicked. Forget not the congregation of thy poor forever. Have respect unto the covenant, for the dark places of the earth are full of habitations of cruelty. O let not the oppressed return ashamed. Let the poor and the needy praise thy name. Arise, O God, plead thine own cause. Remember how the foolish man reproaches thee daily. Forget not the voice of thine enemies. The tumult of those that rise up against thee increases continually. Are you a turtle dove? Turtle dove. Nice. Well, everybody know who Amy Schumer was. I'm not just being mean because I don't like her, and I don't like her. But well, I'm not she's just very being mean. crude. Yeah, she's not funny. No, she's not she funny. That's a big thing. She's a comedian that's not funny. <laughs> and she is known for being over the top with um, her crudeness and mm-hmm. sex, and she's just crude. She's a pig. She's she is a pig, and um, I don't like her. Never have. But with this whole reptilian rebellion against the the Krillians, the Krills who are now in power. The other fallen fallen angels who are now in power. Mm-hmm. Someone's listening to me, and someone's out there going, "Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too." <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing, but I was afraid to say it. But Brother Kapow now said it, and so it's yeah. I know. It's gotta be. You true. see it. You see it too. Yeah, I do. So there's two factions at war. So you got the Krillians, and you got the Reptilians. Mm-hmm. So Amy Schumer, she's part of the Reptilian group there, and. uh so she's really uh, come out against uh, Donald Trump and his presidency and just, you know, just being a pig. Mm-hmm. Her, um, is it her cousin or uncle? I think it's her uncle who is. A senator, right? He's Chuck's, Chuck Schumer. Mm-hmm. Chuck Schumer. She's Amy Schumer. He's Chuck Schumer. I think that's her uncle. So they come out of the same political reptilian hot mess there. Uh, but anyway, she, well, poor, poor Amy, she's, um, she used to have a career. Uh, I don't know why. She's not funny. But she 
went on Netflix. Netflix spent I don't know how much money on her. They did a Netflix original um, comedy show with Schumer. Mm-hmm. Now I subscribe to Netflix. You know I give them nine ninety nine a month, and I'm thinking about um, bailing out and going to somebody else. I already oh, yeah. have Amazon and going to you know finding another deal Definitely. because yeah, it's it's not that good. Once you start irritating me, I just take my wallet and go somewhere else, and if. Millions of people do that. It affects, it affects them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even if million people don't, I don't like giving my money to no to idiots. But uh-uh. anyway, they cow town to that kind of stuff now. Nah. Yeah. So she does this show, this comedy show, and it gets slammed with one and one point one ratings. Yeah, because it was bad. Because she sucks. Because she sucks. Yeah. And I mean, people who even normally like her said she was over the top. Yeah. She's over the top with her crudeness. Mm -hmm. So it sucked. So just admit it sucked. (laughs) But she won't. It's Trump's fault. And it's it's all the alt-right people who are following her around, trolling her. And they all got on Netflix, all the alt-right people, all 20 million of them, and, um, you know, downgraded her ratings on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So she crashed and burned with this special. Um, I, I obviously didn't watch it. I wouldn't, I would never I wouldn't even, even click watch that. Free. But, uh, and I, but I'm sure, I'm sure if I did, I could probably only last four minutes or something. And that's what, that's what reviewers said. They just couldn't take it. She was just over the top. She was stupid. But anyway, so she complains that it's the alt-right doing this to her. Poor, poor, you know, little reptilian. Yeah. Well, the reptilians at Netflix, they got to take care of the other reptilians. They got to take care of the little snakes, the little serpents. Mm-hmm. So they decided rather than have reviewers review one to five stars, like we're all used to. If you buy a book, you, you see how it's reviewed, one to five. Yeah. You know, if you buy an item... At Home Depot, you wa- you buy a water filter. You want to see uh, how it's reviewed, one to five, what people give it in general. So when you watch a movie or something, yeah, I, I depend on those reviews. Mm-hmm. They're usually pretty pretty accurate. If if the majority of people thought it was a four or five star, it's probably a pretty good movie for me. Right. Um. But no, they're going to change that. They're going to radically overhaul its user reviews because. Amy Schumer got hammered by the Krillians. Mm-hmm. So after years of allowing customers to rank movies on a scale of one to five stars, Netflix has announced their plans to replace that system with a binary thumbs up versus thumbs down rating. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't know what that means. Binary. Well, yeah, it's either up or down. And soon one star ratings will cease to be a thing on Netflix or five star ratings for that matter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so the executive of Netflix is a guy named Todd Yellen. And he said that they tested the new system last year and found that users volunteered 200% more ratings when faced with a simple up or down choice than when having five options. Really? 
So I, I'm watching something, and it's like one star to five stars. I'm going, oh, that's just, that's just, I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't think. Yeah, I'm thinking of three, but I need a three point five. They don't have that, and so. <laughs> but if they had an up or a, a thumbs up or down, like or no like, that, that I can do. Wow, that's so. That's what he says. He says the system will result in more feedback from viewers. He also noted that the review system has been less important over the years. It just. It's not as important, and the company has found users will often rank respected documentaries with five stars and more frivolous titles with one star, despite being four. And he goes on and on, and they're trying to justify the reason why they're taking away the consumer's right or their ability, I should say, to their voice to their rate, opinion. yeah, to rate this stuff, whether it's trash or not, so that the next person coming along doesn't have to eat the trash, right. You know, I'm a huge reviewer. I, mm-hmm. um, I, I, re- I, I just recently quit reviewing for Amazon because they changed their policy, their, their policies. But I used to review for uh, several companies under Fifth Hook. Just go to Amazon and look for Fifth Hook Media, and you'll find me. And um, I, I would get f- free stuff. These companies would send me free blankets and uh, I mean all kinds of stuff, um, products and herbs and spices to review mm-hmm. and I'd write these reviews. And so I was getting more and more free things. And, um, I was big. I was also big on TripAdvisor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like reviews and I like, um, people who review because that's how I buy products online by looking at reviews. But Netflix is not going to allow this anymore. It's up or down, up or down. And so, uh, they, they say that, um, it gets complicated because the up and down thing is going to be, um, it, it's you're going to lose the gradient, you know, you're going to lose that gradient of one to five. Mm-hmm. But the company is adding a percentage match score that's based on compatibility. So instead of a score based on movies quality via reviews, saying because you go Amy Schumer sucks, one. For example, if you see a title that has a ninety percent match. That means that based on your viewing habits and patterns, we think you are highly likely to enjoy that title. I don't want that. I don't want what Netflix thinks I might enjoy. I want to know what other reviewers liked, other people who are watching stuff. But see, that's just it. They don't really want you to think for yourself. They want to think for you. Yeah. And I don't like that reptilian thinking for me. No. Yes. So the shakeup, which will come next month in April, comes on the heels of Amy Schumer accusing haters of conspiring to flood her latest Netflix special with one-star reviews. Yeah. Here's what she says. The alt-right organized trolls attack everything I do. Aw. Yeah. Poor baby. Yeah. Poor chunky face. <laughs> Poor chunky face. Schmoomer. Schmoomer. But see, but you see how the reptilian, mm-hmm. the reptilian yelling... The CEO of Netflix says, hmm, hmm, we can, uh, we, we got to protect our other little reptilian deal. They, you know, how much, how much money did they spend on that special? Just crashed and burned. Yep. So we can't have that. We can't have that. Okay, here's some more reptilians taking care of their little snake buddies. Yes. Yes, their little snake buddies. The after school Satan. Yes. Do you know that if you were going to try to get a uh, a 503C1 nonprofit 
Oh, yeah. That's IRS the, status. The process is long and, and very grueling. <laughs> yeah. If Kapow Radio decided, hey, we're going to start uh, collecting money from people and begging for money, and we're going to become a nonprofit ministry so that you can, you can give money to God and give to my ministry, and I can buy things for myself with it. And we can... T- Retire, retire twice. <laughs> I can retire twice, and you get a little nice little tax deduction and everything. If we decided to do that, it would take years, more than likely, to try to to try to get that passed, and it's pretty stringent uh, to get that passed. But not if you're a reptilian. It only takes. You're not going to believe this. Ten days for the reptilian. After school, Satan Club received fast-tracked tax-exempt status from the reptilian friends at the IRS. Shocking. 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 These are documents obtained by Judicial Watch. And I have music... In my ear, Miss Capel. Really? Yeah, but I turned it off. Judicial Watch found some documents, and they show that the IRS fast-tracked tax-exempt status for an after-school Satan club in Tacoma, Washington. While the federal agency was discovered to be either denying conservative and Christian groups the same status or making them wait for years. Right? Wow. According to the Watchdog Group, they uncovered the IRS scandal during the Obozo administration. No. The, yes, King Reptilian Obozo. He's a snake. He's a reptilian. That's why they hate the Krills. The Krillians are they're the Nordics, mm-hmm. right? They're all they're both fall, they're all fallen angels. Mm-hmm. Okay, so don't get don't think one's better than the other. They're well, just one's from a different tribe. Yeah, so to speak. they're they're different. They're different fallen angel. Races, I guess. Yeah, they have races. different makeups. Yeah. You know, just like a seraphim, different than a cherubim. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm talking crazy. That's what I do. Anyway, the Obozo administration, what they were doing is the IRS was denying Christian organizations or conservative organizations tax exempt status. For a long time and making it really difficult. But the Judicial Watch has uncovered that the after school Satan Club at Point Defiance, I love that name, Point Defiance Elementary <laughs> mm. in Tacoma, applied for its tax exempt status designation on October 21st, 2014, and received it 10 days later mm. on October 31st, Halloween, by the way, 2014. Wow. Now, come on, people. Is that by accident? Is that by coincidence? Mm-mm. The Satan Club applies for tax exempt status. The reptilians and the IRS give it to them 10 days later, right on Halloween, October 31st. Mm-mm. You cannot tell me that is coincidental. No. They are telling everybody something. Well, Breitbart News reported in October of 2016 the announcement by the Satanic Temple of Seattle for its proposal of the after-school Satan Club. After 
School Satan clubs will focus on free inquiry, they say, rationalism, science, and character building. The right. Temple's website says, well, yeah, because Satan has such good character. Mm-hmm. Satan has such good character, Miss Kapow. Yeah, right. All after-school Satan clubs are based upon a uniform syllabus that emphasizes a scientific, rationalistic, non-superstitious worldview. You are an idiot. Non-superstitious worldview, but you call it the Satan club. <laughs> Wouldn't an intellectual that's rationalist and that a scientific guy would say there is no Satan? So why are you calling it? Wouldn't, you, wouldn't they say that you're superstitious to believe in a Satan? Yeah. But yet they're calling it a Satan club. You see what I'm saying? They're idiots. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. just yeah, complete. They're doing, they're an Amy Schumer. They're doing a Schumer. While the twisted evangelical teachings of the Good News Club robs children, this is their quote, by the way, robs children of the innocence and enjoyment of childhood, replacing them with a negative self-image, preoccupation with sin and fear of hell, and aversion to critical thinking. After-school Satan clubs incorporate games, projects, and thinking exercises that help children understand how we know what we know about our world and our universe. (laughs) That's right from the website. Uh, So the Judicial Watch reports Reason Alliance, based in Somerville, Massachusetts, operates as a satanic temple of Seattle with Lilith X. Lilith X star as a director. Wow. So That's anyway, not a made-up name. Yeah, just like Satan's a you know made-up name. So anyway, in October of 2015, the Obozo Department of Justice announced that Lois Lerner and other IRS officials involved in the targeting of conservative groups' tax-exempt applications would not have criminal charges filed against them. Mm. Why? It's reptilians taking care of reptilians. It's, right. it's the Serpent Club. Uh, he, uh, they go on and they say that their investigation, um, you know, they're not going to do anything. Uh, they say it's poor management, but not criminal. Poor uh-huh. management is not a crime. And they find no evidence of any IRS official acting on political, discriminatory, corrupt, or other inappropriate motives that would support a criminal prosecution. So, you know, they stepped it up a bit and um, they approved this tax exempt status within 10 days and it fell right on Halloween. Oh, boy. If you don't think we're living in a a world a world with a huge dichotomy of good and evil, um, yeah, man, you know you're working too much or something. It, this is it's we we are heading to the home stretch here, folks. I mm-hmm. mean, I see it. I see the finish line. It's it's imploding. Definitely, it's imploding. <laughs> Guess what the serpents are up to, Miss Kapow, in the food industry? Oh, yeah, that's nasty. Yeah, but I bet it's delicious. Mm, doesn't taste like chicken. There's a startup, and they're to serve up chicken strips. Yeah. What, what's wrong with they're that? They're making meat from a, in a lab. Mm. That, that can't be good. Lab meat. Can you imagine the repercussions of that on your, mm. your bodily cells? Yeah. Oof. You know, years, well, we're not going to last years, but if it did, you know, years later, they would, uh, ooh, had we known it caused, you know, tumors in the ear, we would have never <laughs> done it. You know, it's one of those things, really. You know, I just, it's just amazing the, um, the desire to be like God. The desire to be little gods and create mm-hmm. food and, you know, to uh, 
So you don't need God. You can do everything yourself. It's just right. amazing. Yeah. This uh, this is in the Bay Area anyway, in California. Co cool figure. A food technology startup says it was successfully developing the world's first chicken strip, grown from self-producing cells. So uh, they don't even ruffle a feather. Mm. It pretty much tastes like chicken. I like that. It pretty much. Tastes, yeah. I don't want something that pretty much tastes like anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's pretty much, you know. <laughs> See, that's why I don't even think tomatoes are real anymore because they just don't taste good. No, they're horrible. They're all GMO. I mean, I, uh, Compared to uh, somebody who has one in their backyard and they grow it and it's nice and juicy. And, mm-hmm. and even those seeds are GMO, but it's not like the, the junk you're getting at a restaurant or yeah, a grocery it's, store. It's terrible. Oh, I know. That's why you don't eat tomatoes. Jesus didn't eat tomatoes, so <laughs> no. we shouldn't eat tomatoes either. Um. <laughs> They say that this thing pretty much tastes like chicken, according to people who were offered samples in San Francisco. Um, Memphis, uh, it's Memphis Meats, Inc. Memphis Meat. Yeah, but they're in San Francisco, but they give the name Memphis. Interesting. Yeah, and Memphis is the name of a, a, a little G-god, too. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. And scientists and startups and animal welfare activists believe the new product could help to revolutionize the roughly 200 Billion-dollar U.S. meat industry. Their goal is to replace billions of cattle, hogs, and chickens with animal meat they say can be grown more efficiently and humanely in stainless steel bioreactor tanks. My God, I hope I'm gone from this world by then. Mm, 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 mm. That I don't want your meat from a stainless steel bioreactor tank. I just don't. No. Mm-mm. Startups including Memphis Meats and Mosa Meat, based in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. have been pursuing the concept. You know what they call it? Clean meat. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's a spin on clean energy. It's clean meat. It's Agenda 21 stuff, right? Sustainable yep. nonsense. Yep. And they argue that the technique would help the food industry avoid the cost of grain. You don't have to feed, you know, test tubes, water, and waste disposal associated with livestock. Scientists from those companies have already produced beef grown from bovine cells and made into a burger and a meatball. Mm. Until now, chicken hasn't been produced using this method, but they're working on it. You know, and they're so myopic. You you don't think there's going to be any um, consequences Mm -hmm. from from this. Yeah. Well, remember that, I mean, it was years ago when GMO just came out and one of the scientists that you know, it was actually creating this monstrosity. Mm-hmm. Remember, she said it's it's perfectly safe. Oh yeah, perfectly safe. Yes. Well, no, she was lying through. Well, her and teeth. she actually worked for Monsatan. Yeah, she did. And uh, she, oh, it's perfectly. I don't know what the thing is. It's perfectly safe. Like, well, why don't you give and it to your grandkids? And it's even better than the real stuff. I oh, believe yeah. she said. They're just they're just a bunch of reptilian liars. Lawyers. My goodness. Lawyers. Let's stop for a commercial, and then we're going to be back. All right. Okay. Bye. The Capel Radio Show Network produces high-quality podcasts that you definitely want to hear. So stick around and get prepared to stimulate your spirit. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Just wanting some chewy lab-grown chicken. Yuck. Yuck. Talk about chewy chicken. Can you imagine that? No. Nasty. No. And it's a good thing, Ms. Capel, that through all this craziness that we're going on, 
you know, that's going on in the world around us, mm. that we have the church. Oh. The organized babble building church. Babble, babble. Because, well, the church, well, the real church, the real church of the New Testament is supposed to be God's representative on the earth as Israel was in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And now through the Lord Jesus Christ, there's no Jew or Gentile, but you're one in Christ, and you're the representative. You're the bride of Christ, right? You're the temple. Collectively, you're the temple. You're all built. You're lively stones built a temple. You get it? Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be doing stuff for God. But nay, nay. Nay, nay. While the world is... Well, they're past the toilet. They're in the tube. I mean, it's I see, I see it. I see the I see the light here at the end of the tunnel. It's not going to be much longer. While the church is while the church the world is doing this, the church is not representing Christ. What what they're going to do here? This is from Fox Ten News. They want to well, they want to form their own police department. What? <laughs> yeah. They want to form their own police force. Wow. Well, because, oh, yeah, because they're scared, Miss Pan. Okay. This is in Birmingham, Alabama. One of Alabama's largest and wealthiest churches. Mm. You, get, you get those two words? Yeah. Largest one and wealthiest, okay? Mm-hmm. Think back. I don't know the scripture right offhand, Miss Capal, but think back of Revelation. And it said, uh, is it the Church of Laodicea? Where it says, um, you know, you're rich, yeah, but you're you're uh, you're a schumer. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you buy yourself some uh, some uh, balm and open your eyes and mm-hmm. a white garment? Um, I don't think being large and wealthy is biblical Christianity. I'm going to go one step further. I know that large and wealthy is not biblical Christianity. Mm-mm. So this is not a church in a biblical sense. It's a Babel building. This is a business. It's a business. So one of Alabama's largest and wealthiest churches is trying to create its own police department. And experts call this an unprecedented move, you think? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? Isn't that what... Isn't that the whole thing about church and state? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. This doesn't make sense. Can you imagine the church controlling their own police department? Yeah, Pastor Pastor Roberts there has been boinking uh, the 12-year-old boy in Sunday school for the last year. (laughs) Uh, Let's investigate that and see what happens to our careers. Yeah. Well, then they can hide a lot more that way, can't they? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Legislators are considering a bill that would let Briarwood Presbyterian Church in Birmingham, Alabama, establish a police force. Similar bills failed the last two years. This year's version is slated to be debated in the House before the session ends in May. So the church says it needs its own police officers to keep its members safe. Because it often can't hire enough off-duty officers to oversee its events in two private schools. Mm-hmm. Really? Seriously? You know what they're called? They're called security guards. Yeah. 
You hire security guards Mm-mm-mm. that they put on a staff thing that says security on the back and they roam up and down the house of God, the proverbial house of God, and keep your damn congregants safe mm-hmm. because God can't keep his own people safe. You need security. <laughs> wow. And to oversee its events. Oh, you, could you imagine the rock concerts? And all the events we have, we need we need security in two private schools. You don't need a police force. Police, a police force, I mean, you don't need anybody. A police force doesn't just prevent crime. They investigate crime. Mm-hmm. They're the funnel into the judicial system. A church does not need a police force. Apparently they do. <laughs> What they would they want to hire some security guys for cheaper instead of hiring cops. Now they don't want to pay money for off-duty officers because you have to pay a cop time and a half to direct traffic, you know, for all their events. My goodness, a big mega church has enough off-duty police officers going to their church that they can get security. Mm-hmm. Critics say having a department that answers the church officials would result in crimes not being reported. You think? <laughs> There's also constitutional questions at play. Yeah, like the separation of church and state. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I want to know what churches are receiving threats. I want to know why it's unsafe to attend a Babel building. Mm-hmm. I want to know what Christians are going to church going, oh, God, I'm so afraid because um, there's hatred and there's mentally disturbed, violent people. The Muslims are going to get me. Wow. Yeah, and there's haters, and they're going to deprive Christians of the right and ability to defend themselves in a lawful manner. Religious freedom becomes a fantasy if that right is denied. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? There's no one threatening the Babel Church. No one. You know why? Because it's reptilian. The yeah. reptilians don't attack other reptilians. They belong to the Serpent Club. Yes. Why would they attack a Babel Church? Why do would they attack Joel Olstein? Or any mega church? Why? Yeah. Why? There's no. There's no reason. Mm-hmm. You're, you're. They're producing the agenda that it, the reptilians want. Right. Stupid <laughs> people. There's a lot of pride right there. Oh, it's a, a lot of stupidity. A lot of stupidity. Speaking of stupid, are you ready for can't fix stupid? Yes. Okay. There it is, the Can't Fix Stupid music. Actually, that last story about church cops really would have yeah, fit. Yeah, but you know, there's so many of these stories that actually would fall under that category. There's too much stupid to do just one stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need a week of stupid. <laughs> we can do a whole show on stupid. I know. FBI used Best Buy's Geek Squad to increase secret public surveillance. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> The Geek Squad. I don't know. Has anybody ever called those guys to come and fix your computer? I don't know. I guess they actually go out and do stuff. Well, they were um, informants. A lot of them were informants for the FBI. Yeah, that's something that J. Edgar Edgar Hoover would have done. Mm -hmm. You know, when he's looking for communists. So these are recently unsealed records. They reveal a much more extensive secret relationship than previously known between the FBI and Best Buy's Geek Squad, mm-hmm. including evidence the agency trained company technicians on law enforcement operational tactics, shared list of targeted citizens, and 
to covertly increase surveillance of the public. Encourage searches of computers even when unrelated to a customer's request for repairs. Well, now that's scary. Folks, this comes from the Orange County Weekly. This is Southern California. This is not a joke. This is some serious, serious stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that stupid um, program a few years ago? I don't think it's still on. It was. It was. It was like. Um, oh my goodness! He. It, it was like based on the Geek Squad, but he worked for. Oh yeah, uh, that comedy. Yeah, he was worked for Large Mart or something, yeah. but it looked just like Best Buy. Right, and uh, he was recruited by the NSA. Mm-hmm. And the CIA. I remember his name was Chuck. Chuck. Yeah, that's the name of the, the, the name of thing. The, okay. Yeah, it's called Chuck. Yeah. yeah Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he worked for like tar- like uh, Best Buy. Mm-hmm. It was the exact same store, but it had a different name. And, um, and then, but he secretly was an informant for the NSA Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and the CIA and his handler was some hot blonde CIA chick Mm -hmm. that he was in love with and they had him doing all kinds of stuff and he would use his job to do this these things for the CIA and the NSA right it was a comedy yeah because he was downloaded something Yes, it was downloaded so in his brain. So he had these special powers or That's something right. like that. That's right. That's right. He had uh, the computer brain, basically. Yes, yes. I forget. Yeah, it was some kind of weird name. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. what's funny about that, now that probably came out, what, in the, in the mid-2000s? Possibly. You know, 2006, seven. I don't know, or maybe later, something like that. But now here it is. It's really, it's really real life. Mm-hmm. Again. Yeah, it's really real life that they were actually doing this. So to sidestep the U.S. Constitution's prohibition against warrantless invasions of private property, federal prosecutors and FBI officials have argued that Geek Squad employees accidentally, accidentally find and report, for example, potential child pornography on customers' computers without any prodding by the government. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just accidentally find it. You know, when you're you're fixing somebody's computer, just kind of just... You know, so you might say, well, yeah, they're, they're, they're you know, they're child porn. Let's, you know, let's get those guys. Yeah, yeah, child porn. And then what happens when they start, you know, looking at your computer and see who you uh, donate to? Mm-hmm. Or who you subscribe to? Right. Who you, who, you know, what? oh, this guy listens to Rush Limbaugh. Mm-hmm. You know, where does it end? You know, you can't, you can't justify the law by being illegal. This, this, it's totally illegal. Mm-hmm. Assistant United States Attorney M. Anthony Brown last year labeled allegations of a hidden partnership as wild speculation. Mm-hmm. But more than a dozen summaries of FBI memoranda filed inside Orange County's Ronald Reagan Federal Courthouse this month says nay nay. It contradicts the official line. Oh, what? They would, they would lie? Mm. No. Yeah. One agency communication about Geek Squad supervisor Justin Mead noticed, quote, agent assignments have been reviewed and are appropriate for operation of this source that the paid informant, see, they were getting paid, Mm. continues to provide valuable information on child pornography matters. And that's like in parentheses. So I don't know if that's in the real document or not. Mm. And has value due to his unique or potential access to FBI priority targets or intelligence responsive to FBI national and or local collection. 
Wow. And then the records show that this Mead guy gave him excellent and frequent access for several years to computers belonging to unwitting Best Buy customers. Wow. Though agents considered him underutilized and wanted him tasked to search devices on a more consistent basis. Hmm. Um, to enhance the Geek Squad role as a tripwire for the agency, another FBI record voiced the opinion that agents should schedule regular meetings with me to ensure he is reporting. So they made him an, um, uh, an informant. An informant, And yeah. they paid him to be an informant, and he uh, got the rifle through people's co- uh, computers looking for stuff, and then he would just uh, notify the FBI. Now, you, you go, well, child porn, child porn. Well, it's not all child porn. It's everything. No. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the guy, it's the guy, like I said, who's donating money to, uh, you know, Rush Limbaugh's cause or, you know, I mean, I'm just spitballing here. Anything, mm-hmm. you know, that's his awful. taxes, anything mm-hmm. that's on his computer that he's trusting a store like Best Buy to just fix his uh, hard drive problem. Yeah. Not snoop. Yeah. What, you know, the problem is, is this is just, this is Stasi Germany. It is. This is, yeah. it's totally illegal. Mm-hmm. It's totally illegal. You know, when I worked narcotics, you can use informants to get places where you can't go. But to go to go look at my neighbor and go, huh, you know, I don't, you know, I just need to see what she has in there and everything like that. And so I just, I recruit the, uh, I don't know, the water guy who's mm-hmm. going to deliver water bottles. Okay, I'm going to pay you 50 bucks and you go into my neighbor's house. And I'm the cop, right? I'm a law enforcement, but I can't do it. And you go there and when you deliver the water, just kind of snoop around a little bit. Yeah. Open a couple of bread boxes in the refrigerator, see what she's got. He comes back and says, oh, you know, she's got uh, she's got some methamphetamine. Bingo! Yeah. I go get a warrant based on using my confidential, credible informant, mm-hmm. keeping them secret in court, right? Right. But I, I didn't have any, I didn't have any probable cause in the first place. I'm just fishing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's kind of like that, you know. You can't you can't do that. But they're they're doing that. They're they're the feds. They're doing this stuff. I think it's absolutely horrible. Oh yeah, it's wrong. So you got to be very absolutely. very careful. No matter where where you're put where you're putting your stuff and who you're using, That's it's right. it's just it's just horrible. It's just horrible. It is scary. Oh, one last story, Miss Cabal. Okay. Um, American workers hit ten year high for drug use. Now that doesn't surprise me. Nope, 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 nope. It's a good thing that uh, all these states are legalizing marijuana because that's going to even help more. Mm-hmm. 70% of U.S. employers are dealing with the direct impact of prescription drug misuse, not use, misuse in the workplace. That was a survey of more than 500 companies mm. that had 50 or more employees. Well, I remember, you remember when I was still working, how many people were on medication and oh, yeah. drugs and that weren't, you know, coherent. I know. I used to have a supervisor and he, he'd walk down the hall and he'd literally bounce off the walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was carrying a gun. Yeah. I had someone similar like that. Yeah. He also was... Playing with uh, guns. <laughs> yeah. But he had a whole drawer of um, medication. He was known as the pharmaceutical guy. Yeah. You know, if you needed something, the blue pill or the red pill... Go see him, and he'd uh, he'd supply you with something. Nice, nice. Yeah, because he's a high ranking police official. And he's exactly giving away drugs, and he's on drugs yep. while carrying a gun on duty. Exactly. Ah, uh, you gotta love the police departments. Yeah. 
Well, this survey found that um, a similar percentage of employers agree that prescription drug misuse is a disease that requires treatment. What? Wait a minute. They're already using prescribed drugs for some kind of disease, but now the misuse of that drug is Is also a disease. Exactly. So did the pharmaceutical give you a disease? Uh, Apparently it did. (laughs) And even though they feel that way, 65% of it feel it's a justifiable reason to fire an employee. Heck yeah. (laughs) They're they're, they're stoned. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's a disease or not. You're stoned. Oh, my Lord. And yet people that come to work drunk get fired. (sighs) Yeah. Oh, wow. It says employers must understand that the most dangerously misused drug today may be sitting in employees' medicine cabinets. Even when they are taken as prescribed, prescription drugs and opioids can impair workers and create hazards on the job. The study included industrial companies, public social services, professional services, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Uh, So the bottom line is uh, there's a whole bunch of Americans stoned out of their gourd on legal drugs, Mm. and they're operating on your kidney. Yeah. So that's... Yeah, that's pretty nasty. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. I don't have anything negative else. I don't have anything else negative to say. Um, my speech is imped- it's impeded. It's impedimented <laughs> because of the the lack of drugs. Yeah. The lack of caffeine wow. in my hand. Well, these were pretty good stories. They were okay. They were okay so for a reptilian. For, for sure. Yeah. The reptilians take care of the reptilians. That's what mm-hmm. they do. It's kind of a... It's kind of the thing. So yeah. So that's why we really can't be upset. You know, um, I was telling Brother Kapow that I was thinking that this world actually is a witness to God's word. Because if you're not following God, living under his precepts and his commandments, then what you have is chaos and all this evil. So in fact, that that... The world is operating the the way it is is actually a witness that God's word is true. Amen. It's it is witnessing to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's confirming it. Right. It's like everything it says. Look, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think uh, I think that's a good statement to end on, and I'm going to start. Filling out my application for chief of police at the uh, Birmingham, Alabama megachurch. There you go. Uh, because I want to be police chief of the church police department. Oh, and, you'd make um, a good one. Oh, I would. I would. I'd go, guys, go get them. That person. And you know I'd ha- You know what I'd do? I'd have surveillance all in the church, cameras everywhere. Mm. And uh, from our high-tech surveillance booth, I would have my men... I would direct my men to zoom in on offering time, and we would see exactly how much and who put in mm-hmm. into the offering plate. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if there was some clown there that didn't put no more than five bucks or ten bucks in there, I'm thinking, wait a minute, you got a rock band, you got some cheese and crackers, you got some funny jokes, you know, you got a nice air-conditioned environment, you got cops protecting you, and you're only going to get five bucks? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're going to get stopped and put on the pavement, my Christian <laughs> friend, <laughs> and get a little talking to about tithing. 10%! That's right. And we would investigate those members of the church, too, to see how much they really brought in. Mm-hmm. And that would, that would determine how 
uh, you know, the investigation went. See, then I'd report directly to the pastor, and I would say, you know, Sister Chedister makes a hundred grand a year, but she's only given, you know, five bucks in the offering plate. Yeah, what are we going to do with Sister Chedister? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the way it works in church cop policing. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting ready. That's good. I'm getting ready for it, <laughs> and then and then hopefully we can open a church sino and and and, and progress. There you have it. Oh, God, I make myself sick. <laughs> I could come up with so much heretical stuff. It's unbelievable. I'm so good at coming up with just junk. I don't know why. I guess because I see it. Yeah, you see it. Yeah. Um, say goodnight, Miss Pat. Ciao, babies. <laughs>